Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm and I'm Ty Turley. And um I learned this week that I don't really get any of the mail that comes to my house. Like you make your roommate do it? Or it just doesn't No, it disappears. People sent me stuff this week and uh it never showed up. <sighs> it's frustrating. That's what you get for living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan Island. <laughs> That's that's a charming way to say it. I don't think anyone says that that way, but the far, far upper east side. <laughs> no, the well, I think the Manhattan Island, the island was the the charming part to me. Oh, I guess yeah. people say that, but I don't hear it much. Uh, also, I'm a little. Oh, also, ahead. I live. Also, I live in Harlem. Very I different. <laughs> I think I said the island because I, I'm embarrassed to say I watched Twenty One Bridges. Ooh, you should be embarrassed. And they talk about shutting down the island, which logistically, they do it in about 45 minutes in the movie time. It's insane. <laughs> hey, you got to catch a criminal. So so you're recommending that one? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Okay. But today, we're going to be talking about the movie Parasite. Uh, before we get to that, though, we want to give our recommendation on uh, movies, Asian movies, movies filmed in Asia by Asian directors. Yeah. Your favorite movie to come out of Asia. Lead Amitai. Is this the Manta Ray? Oh, that's interesting. I was That seems more Southeast Asian than I was thinking more East Asian. But I do love Manta Ray, as you know. And no, but the movie I was going to say is Long Day's Journey into Night. Did you see that one? It came out this year. No, I haven't seen that. It's a three hour um, in 3D or part. Only one scene in it is in 3D Chinese movie. There's also an amazing uh, single shot that lasts, I think, like 20 minutes where the guy where you it's incredible shot. You And that's not CGI. You can't tell how they would have done it in one shot. It's basically the. The camera and the character goes on this um, zip line, and then lands, and then and then the camera lifts up somehow, like on a drone, probably. But you don't see how it gets attached to the drone, and follows and goes up over a, a housing, a big house compound, and then comes back down on the other side and catches the character again when they come out the other side of the compound. It's the coolest shot. And it's a it's a Chinese. Uh, I was gonna say it's a gangster movie. It's not. There is a gangster as the main character, but the real drama is that his girlfriend goes to prison for him, takes the fall for him, and then when she gets out of prison, he doesn't. She's trying to win him back, and he doesn't want to give her the time of day. Anyway, it's a good, very good. Highly recommend it. You'd have to see it in the theater to see the one three D scene, but there's a part in the film where he goes into a theater. The main character goes into a theater, and the theater says. And the theater, the movie that he's watching is in 3D. So you put on the glasses like you're him to watch the movie that he's watching in 3D. And then you take them off again. It's super cool. It's kind of interactive. That's interesting. Yeah. The movie that I'm going to recommend is, this is unfair, but I watched this ahead of Parasite to sort of get ready for it. And it's the same director, but it's Memoirs of a Murder. And it's this story of sort of a kind of small town detective investigating a serial killer in Korea and then a kind of more efficient, smart detective comes from the city to help out. 
and just goes through that investigation and how how they're trying to kind of run down suspects and try to understand the psychological aspects of the killer. And there's got like a time jump in it and it moves into the much into the future and they realize something about the case. I won't spoil it. But I spoiler. highly recommend it. Okay. It's interesting that you were so into did you know Parasite was gonna be good? And then or you heard it was good and then you watched this movie in preparation. Yeah, I guess I heard it was good. I had already seen Snowpiercer. See, okay. I didn't I didn't understand Snowpiercer. And by that I mean I didn't understand why everyone loved it. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Weird, different. Okay. I never saw Okja because it just looks so blah to me. But yeah, who wants to watch a story about a hippopotamus alien? Some, not me, but some people. Okay. I don't know. Memoirs of a Murder, very good. Better than Parasite? No. Let's not be crazy. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so yeah, let's talk about Parasite. How? I don't know. Did you have high expectations coming into this movie? Yes. Recipe for disaster. Oh, no. Were they not met? No, definitely not. I also do not understand why everyone loves this film. It's definitely in the Snowpiercer category for me. Interesting. You don't... I guess I sort of identify with a couple of aspects. I think that idea of like the lower-class family kind of ingratiating themselves with the upper-class family, integrating in their lives, and then... Which part of that scenario do you identify with? Or is that not what you meant? <laughs> no. You said, I, you said I identify with a couple of things in here. Yeah, well, no, I just, I get that sort of class struggle, trying to fit in. I think everyone, uh-huh. everyone has someone they're looking up to. Yeah, okay. I just, I thought it was very pretty. The scenes in the, in the house are gorgeous. That house is beautiful. You know you'd live there. <laughs> it depends. Uh there's always a better house, right? To your to your previous point, I, I guess. <laughs> no, it was a beautiful house. If I was judging, if, it, if I was making a film about houses, it would go in it. It was great. It's not horrible, but I had really high expectations because everyone said it was the twist was so amazing, and the twist was not. I didn't think it was that amazing. Oh, okay. The shot where the old the maid is propped up pushing the wall. Against the bookcase. That's so good. That's so strange. Her face when she comes back to the door. Why is it all bruised? Or I think it's reaction to the peach fuzz, but I don't totally know. Yeah. No, it's a good. Okay. Yeah. It. <laughs> it is a. It is a good twist. I just expected. It. It's like a little unbelievable. De- that's true. Definitely unbelievable. But then I think the sort of second twist of kind of how manipulate or how mean they are when once they have the power and the turn at the birthday party, I just think it sort of just escalates and all comes together. And I don't know, it just is exciting. I liked it. How mean the um the the first housekeeper is to make them kneel with their hands up. Yeah, and just like totally trying to manipulate them. I mean, there's such a power dynamic shift where she's offering to pay them money and begging them to leave her husband there. And then it's just like totally flips on them. Yeah. Okay. Did you believe? Okay. I get that too. I mean, that's good. I also did not. I hated that the father stabbed the owner, the dad of the rich family. I just didn't. Why? It didn't, it didn't need to happen. It was a super interesting. I think it would have been more interesting if he hadn't done that. Because the, he, 
the dad of the rich family just didn't care at all about the art tutor. He just wanted his son to be taken to the hospital. And I think the poor dad, I don't know, just sick of that attitude, that self-involvement of the rich family. Well, they try to set it up where he resents being told that he smells bad. That happens a few times, right? Yes, that too. And that just seems, I mean, he probably did smell, he probably knew he smelled bad. I bet he, I, I just think that's a thin motivation for me. His murder was mostly based on that, which seemed like a kind of a cheap, I don't know, like, see, he had a reason. We put this in three times in the script. Like, why wouldn't he go help his daughter instead of, was his daughter already dead when he did that? I I don't think so. No, she wasn't actually. I remember she was still breathing in a shot after he kills the dad of the rich family. So... I think he would have not been worried about the rich guy at all. He would have not been thinking about how he'd been slighted and been called smelly. He would have he would have been getting his daughter to go taking his daughter to the car. Yeah, but he's trying to care for his daughter, and this other person's just yelling at him. And I I don't know. I it makes sense yeah. that he would stab him. I think he probably sort of broke psychologically, <laughs> and it's a lot of yeah. stress and pressure they're under. Yeah, that's true. And he just feels like a a failure in his family, like to have not provided to not be successful in so many different endeavors. I think it's hard. It is, but he, I just feel like it's more satisfying for all those reasons that you just said, we identify with him and it would be more satisfying if, if the twist at the end was that he does something super righteous, super commendable. So he rises above it. I don't know. Okay. Also, The other main issue I had was how ridiculous was it that he sent a letter by Morse code every night until his son happened to decide to go out to the forest and watch and then learn Morse code. That is, that is so ridiculous. It's, it's such a, I get that. It is such a stretch. And like the son definitely had brain damage. So he, he shows that flashback of what he showed. They show that like flash forward of them buying the house. And then it's all just like a dream, right? At the very end of the movie, they show the son and mom buying the house so the dad can come out. Yeah. And you realize, and you realize he had written a letter and was saying, someday I'll do this. Like he, the, the son shuff, suffered that head trauma. And yes. How did, and how did he get that letter to his dad? No, he, he, right. It's, it's, I'm not going to say it holds up logically. And you might say, well, Reed, you're the one who always cares about internal logic in movies. <laughs> and that's sort of true, but I suspend suspended my disbelief for this one. No, well, that's an interesting point. I think we both suspend our disbelief when we are captivated or when we want to. That's fine. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's. There's. There's times when I'm like, yeah, it didn't make a lot of internal sense. I don't care. Like Ad Astra. <laughs> I still was in. I was still in it emotionally, so I didn't care. This one, I was not in it emotionally. Okay. Also. Do you think- Oh, go ahead. Also, uh, I just didn't like the pacing of it, where it switches from one one story of how one family member gets a job there to the next to the next. I don't know. It just felt I felt well. For one thing, you immediately can predict what's going to happen. So then it's like kind of annoying filmmaking that the audience is ahead of the filmmaker. That should never happen. But also, it just feels very cloying, or I don't know, convenient. Well, it, it turns into a little bit of like a mystery of how they're going to do it, right? Like, 
I don't know. I, like, Does it? Just like, how do they slow play it? Or the scene where they're practicing the conversation. Just Yes, that kind of stuff is interesting. I love the scene where the dad was practicing his lines. And he's like, bring it down. That's too much emotion and stuff. That Yeah, that was hilarious. Or when the brother and sister practice like how they know each other right before they ring the doorbell. And it's sort of like rhymes. It's very musical. Uh, I think it's in the trailer. It's like that, like Jessica yeah, from Chicago. I, it's just like, it's just so perfect. I, yeah, there are just things in this movie that I really enjoyed. That one felt too, like, not like they would have, they would have well established that before they got to that point. But, but okay. I get your point. Yeah. What did you think of the rock of wealth or whatever? <laughs> the prosperity, a symbol of prosperity. Uh, what? Well, what was the kid so smart to begin with? Cause he's always just like, that's such a metaphor. Yeah. He used that line twice. Like about the painting and about the rock. And I don't know. I, I mean, do you think it just symbolizes something in the, in the movie? Like the, well, it definitely pers- symbolizes that it, well, money ruined their life. They were happier when they were poor and, and sad, not sad, <laughs> poor but and together and unemployed. And, yeah, at least they were together. What I didn't understand it just, is, it's it's a pretty obvious symbol, I would say. Yeah. Why were they still living in that apartment after all four of them had gotten jobs there? Yeah. Why didn't they move out of that thing immediately? Well, it's just like yeah, they would have been making money. They more they than they probably ever had. Yeah, a ton, way more than they ever had. Yeah. So I was surprised that they were still living in that apartment. Like we don't see them progress in their lives outside of work. Yeah, he would have gotten clean clothes. I mean, I just know he would have smelled bad anyway. Um, he would have not smelled bad, but he would have smelled like someone who doesn't have access to a washing machine. Yeah. I mean, that's just the tr- reality. Um, did you like sort of the technical scene of the, the water and the, them getting back to their flooded apartment? I mean, my favorite thing in the whole movie was the toilet <laughs> belching black, whatever. <laughs> Blowing up, yeah. That was so funny. It looked like a, a animatronic... Thing from Muppets. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's the look they were going for, but that's what they got. I don't think physics works that way, but who knows? Who knows? Oh, wait, wasn't there a weird... The scene where they throw the the bucket of water on the guy that urinates outside their house, and it goes slow motion for some reason? Yeah, kind of right at the beginning. Isn't that the only time it does slow motion in the whole film? That was very weird to me. It stood out. That one's weird. The mom throwing the like hammer and chain when they're playing in the yard of the wealthy house, and they just, uh-huh. she just lets it go. That, I just thought that was also very random. Like no consequence to that. I don't remember what you're talking about. What hammer and chain? Well, it's it's like a, the Olympic thing. She, you know, she had like oh a- yeah, <laughs> she shot put it, or was it shot put? Okay, and then I you she hear was spinning. It, yeah, you hear, or maybe she was. I can't remember. But you hear a window break, and it's like what. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's some deep metaphorical reason for that, too. Okay. Are there other things you liked or disliked about this movie? I thought that the husband who was locked in the basement was pretty funny. I mean, like definitely had gone insane from that time. Yeah. And the acting was good. I mean, I just liked how he was so crazy. He, his eyes were crazy. And yeah. Yeah. He did a good job. Yeah. Um, all right. What would you rate Parasite out of five? I'd give it a three. I, well, I almost went lower. All right. Well, I'm going to give it a five to bring up the two brothers review average. Five. 
hot movie of the year so far. I think this is. Oh no! Come on. You lay it out there. What's better? Uncut gems. Well, we don't know. We're hoping. There's a little asterisk for that one. We're hoping. No, I. I know. I well. Anyway, we're not. This is not the best of the year yet, but we're getting there. So you got to be thinking about it. Okay. It's been a rough year, I would say. There's nothing yeah. I'm like super excited about, but hopefully Uncut Gems comes through. Okay. Star, Star Wars. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So then, Ty, do you have something else you want to recommend for the listeners? Um, well, I went to a play in New York City this week. Last week, I mean. What? Why are you shaking your head? None of our listeners live in New York, bro. <laughs> well, some do. I, I tell my friends to listen. Okay. You let us know if you're listening in New York. <laughs> hello, New York. Hello, hello, hello. New York in the house. <laughs> uh, it's called Pump Girl. It was an Irish play about a girl that works at a gas station. It was so good. Uh, it's three characters are in it, and they never talk to each other. They just talk to the audience and tell the audience what happened, which normally would have probably annoyed me. But it. It's this really intricate web that kind of unravels over the course of the play. So you're kind of trying to figure out what happened and who they're talking about, who was who in the stories. It's very good. Okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend Dollface. So remember, I mean, I've watched a couple of those. Um, Read. No one in our audience has Hulu. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a person of the people. Okay. With these recommendations. All right. Uh, it's kind I of like heard a, of it. Yeah, there's like a little bit of a surreal take. This girl who gets broken up with reconnects with her friends. I don't know. But it's fun. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley. Send me a letter at 30 Rockefeller Place. 30 Rock. Ty Turley. I'll get it, I'm sure. I'm testing the mail system. That can't be your address. (laughs) What? So confident. You ruined it. (laughs) My joke. Uh, (laughs) Bye. Bye.